Edit. Get, get. Log Talk Radio. Hey, man. Hey. Welcome to the Koi Pond and Water Garden Podcast. A podcast for the aquatically obsessed. With your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In pursuit of all things aquatic, bringing you Koi Pond and Water Garden advice straight from the field. The show starts now. Right now, right now. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. This is episode 61. Wow, 61? Uh, I remember when it was just 60. Man, how time flies. So, hey, everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. I am your uh, host here for the next few, and I'm also owner of Full Service Aquatics. And uh, we're based out of Summit, New Jersey. My company specializes in the design, installation, maintenance, and services of koi ponds, water gardens, and water features of all types, all sizes. And this podcast specializes in all things aquatic. So welcome. I've been working as a pond professional since 1995. So a little uh, 25 years, a little over 25 years. That's when I started Full Service Aquatics because I really enjoy being outdoors. Fish keeping as a hobby was, uh, you know, not enough. So I had to make it a profession and now it's a lifestyle. So uh, I'm happy to share all this with you. I've put in Lots and lots of koi ponds, water gardens, and water features. Every year, my company does quite a bit. We have hundreds and hundreds of pond projects uh, under my belt and thousands of ponds serviced over the years. I still, to this day, completely love getting people started in the lifestyle of pond keeping and water features. In this process of helping my clients, turn water features of their dreams into reality, something they can walk out their back door and actually enjoy and spend time with, I seem to come across a lot of very common questions, some frequently asked questions and common concerns. I'm just doing a quick series in the podcast trying to answer some of those that, that I seem to get time and time again. I want to at least offer some guidance to answer the questions and maybe present things to think about what seems like it should be a simple question, think about it in a different way. Sometimes the simple questions are not so simple. And I give my perspective based on decades of field experience and first-person encounters with the construction of uh, these type of projects. One of the questions that I get on just about every client consultation that I do for a project is how big should my pond be? And it does. It seems like such a simple question. However, in a well-planned pond, the do-it-once, do-it-right kind of pond, there's not a simple answer to this. This needs to be thought about, worked out, and planned. The answer is conditional. A lot of factors to consider and variables that will affect the answer to how big should your pond be. Listening to this podcast is an excellent way to get that answer, but if at all possible, I suggest consulting with your local pond professional as well. A good pond pro can be very helpful when planning your project, 
get some time in with them before any shovels hit the ground. You know, get a consultation. Maybe you pay 150 bucks, 500 bucks a grand. What, whatever it is, will be very worth it in the long run because doing it wrong will cost you a lot more than a consultation fee from your local pond professional. Do it once, do it right. So how big should it be? Excellent question. So glad you asked. So glad you're here to get down to the bottom of this with me, this FAQ. There's some questions that just come up again and again. Size is always a primary concern. That's what she said. It's such a popular question that a podcast seemed appropriate. It's also not as easy of a question to answer as one may think. There's lots of considerations. Again, making it a great podcast topic. To that question, how big should my pond be? I always answer, go as big as you can. And by that, I mean as big as your budget will allow. Go big or go home, man. Yeah, go with as big as your budget will allow. It's often more of a question of how big can you afford to make your pond or water feature? And are we talking professional installation or DIY? whole different level of answer going on there. Professional and high-level DIY koi ponds, water gardens, water features, they're not cheap to build. So when you do it, again, plan for it. That way, you just do it once. When I'm consulting, I talk to clients about that popular statistic out there that the average pond keeper will rebuild their ponds to make them larger about three times. So that's three times a pond keeper will go bigger with their ponds. Undoubtedly thinking each size increase will be the final size increase until the next increase. And that trend can get pretty expensive. So again, go as big as you can afford. The first thing you always have to take into consideration, step one anyway, the thing you have to know what you can afford to install. Don't go plan some great pond that you then find out is not attainable due to your budget. Don't start planning a project only to be let down when you find out it's out of your budget due to its size. Determining your budget, always step one. When I'm working with clients, I have to have an honest discussion and answer to their budget. People don't like telling uh, contractors how much they have for a project. It's a weird thing. I mean, I kind of get it. I probably do the same thing when I'm working with contractors who are doing stuff for me. Um, But with a pond contractor, you know, let them know what you can afford. That way they can kind of work with you within your parameters. I don't want to go and talk about a $40,000 koi pond when they're budgeting for a $20,000 koi pond. What's the point? You know, it's just kind of letting everybody down, everybody down. On the other side of that, If a client has a $40,000 budget, I don't want to focus on the $20,000 pond. And this is not a matter of wanting to make a sale. Of course we do. We, you know, I have a business. Everybody wants to make a sale, no matter what type of line of work you're in. Somehow, some way, it's a business transaction. I need to know so I can give them guidance to get what they want. Again, it's a broad question. So there's quite a difference between a $40,000 and $20,000 pond. So budget is always step one in determining how big your pond should be. Let's assume 
the whole budget thing is out of the way. Once the budget is done, we're back to the question, how big should my pond be? Once budget is considered, I would say scale and use of the pond. The scale and use of the pond are going to be the biggest factors following budget. Scale of a project area. How much room do you have for a pond? How much area are you allocating for a project? So the scale is really important. Use. How is it going to be used? Will this be a koi pond, reflecting pool, water garden, recreation pond? How do you intend to use it? Those have to be considered uh, when determining size. So scale and use. Scale. How much room do you have? The size of a pond will usually be in direct relation to the surrounding landscape that it is going into. Larger areas can accommodate larger scale ponds, and you want to think in that way. A small pond in a large landscape may look out of place, an odd little water hole in the middle of a big landscape. Who wants an awkward looking water feature? You want it to look natural, like it's always been there. So larger areas, of course, you can accommodate larger scale ponds and conversely, a large pond dominating a small suburban backyard might also look out of place. If you're stepping out of your back door and falling into your pond, it ain't good. No bueno. So you got to think about that. A quaint goldfish pond with a small waterfall would look amazing in a smaller backyard. A large crashing waterfall may be too much for an intimate small space, yet perfect for viewing from a distance. So scale needs to be part of this decision on sizing of the project. Generally speaking, a good approach in placing a water feature on a landscape is to go as big as you can, keeping within scale to the landscape. If it's a new landscape being installed, the water feature really should be given primary concern when planning a landscape. Build the landscape design around the water feature. Don't try to fit a water feature into a fully fleshed out landscape design without expecting to make some changes. If it's an existing landscape, which is often the case uh, with our projects, how much room is available? What do you got? Can I get something in there? Maybe you want a 10 by 15 pond, but you really only have room for like an 8 by 12. A pond pro can help you figure those parameters out. It's a common mistake. So that's when we're talking about scale use. How your pond will be used is a really important factor in planning size as well. As mentioned earlier, a pond can be used in so many ways. Are we talking about frog pond, goldfish pond, koi pond, water garden, wildlife pond, reflecting pond, recreational pond, maybe a fishing pond, or simply an aesthetic element to the landscape? How you use your pond is crucial information to consider when sizing your project. A koi pond capable of housing several large adult koi fish needs to be a pretty good size. Did I say goldfish or koi fish? Several large koi fish. That needs to be a pretty good size. Goldfish can thrive in much smaller ponds. A koi pond should be, you know, I would say as a starting point, <laughs> there's no great answer to this, but as a starting point for 
what you know is going to be a koi pond, 10 foot by 12 foot, I think is a starting point. From there, the sky's the limit. Again, I go back to the, the bigger, the better, as long as it fits to your budget and to the scale, at least to, to a degree. A typical koi pond keeper is not going to want a pond so big that the fish can stay far away from them. You know what I mean? Like you have a really big, big pond and you never see your fish. Your fish keeping is going to be the way the koi behave is going to be less socially interactive with people. And koi fish, they like to interact. They're pretty so, social. So, you know, if, if your fish, if your pond's so big, your fish aren't coming around, your fish keeping experience is going to be a lonely one. So highly socialized koi are a lot more fun to keep and to have them highly socialized, they need to be around the human present as much as possible. And this, again, simply an issue of scale. Bigger is better with koi ponds, but a small koi pond can be tremendously enjoyable. You know, I deal with a lot of ponds. I've seen six foot by eight foot koi ponds that look great and the fish do well. I don't really suggest this approach because the fish will outgrow the pond eventually and you have to keep stock levels low. But just to put it out there, I've seen it and they do pretty well. I wouldn't suggest this again on some of the social media koi communities. I definitely wouldn't suggest it unless I'm in the mood to be attacked and ridiculed mostly by people who don't know what they're talking about. But since it is just you and me here and thank you for being here. I'm so happy you're here. I can tell you that I've seen this size be very successful many times. Definitely not ideal koi pond dimensions, but suitable for a couple of koi, as demonstrated many times over. And just my experience, I bet a lot of pond professionals would say the same thing and confirm that. Again, I'm not suggesting going this size when koi are involved, nor am I promoting it. I'm just saying, hey, hey. Um, a 10 by 12, 10 by 15 size range for a koi pond is the popular starter size for a koi pond. 10 by 15 is really popular. If I know somebody's keeping koi, that's pretty much what I'm going to um, suggest to them to use that as a starting point. A 15 by 20 koi pond can be a permanent home to a nice population of beautiful koi. The bigger you go from there for koi, the better. And koi can get huge and they can live a long time. So keep that as a consideration as well. Something like a goldfish pond, however, might be perfect at only three feet by five feet. The six by eight goldfish pond for my company is a very popular size. Six foot by eight foot, you know, we could do those all day. You can do big things in little spaces. So don't get discouraged that, oh my gosh, you know, it's only six by eight or three by five. I'm telling you, you can do some pretty great stuff at that size. That would be a koi pond. A water garden, when you're considering how big it should be, they can be pretty small and still be amazing or be really big and be really amazing. Water gardens can get um, really small, what we call container ponds, patio ponds, micro ponds, even tabletop ponds, believe it or not. Um, for example, the half whiskey barrel that and clawfoot bathtubs, those are kind of classic iconic examples of how small a great water garden can be. Um, a lot of the pond equipment manufacturers now have some really great selections of containers that can be used for patio pond applications. 
So a water garden doesn't really have to be that big. You can go pretty small with those. A wildlife pond also, that could be really small or as big as you want to make it, but they don't need to be big at all. Um, wildlife pond is probably among the easiest ponds to execute since it's more or less a water source for all your local critters. Critters don't care what it looks like. How you choose to present your wildlife pond is up to you. But they're easy when it comes to size because any size is good, you know? <laughs> Reflecting pools, those maybe are a little more limited in the sense that you, you could start as small as four by four. I don't think you would go much smaller than that because if it's erecting a, a reflecting pool, um, you're not going to get much reflection on, on things smaller than four foot by four foot. But I tell you what, they can go as big as you want from there. Some of the biggest reflecting pools that I can think of are like the Washington Monument, um, the Taj Mahal come to mind. I mean, those are some reflecting pools, right? But if you don't have room for those, then think smaller. Reflecting pools are really great elements to add to your landscape. And if you're trying to create a re reflecting pool smaller than four by four, again, you're not going to get a lot of reflection unless you're like kind of hovering it right over it, looking down at yourself like uh, Narcissus. So don't, don't be Narcissus. Recreational ponds, you know, those are gaining a lot of attention these days. These are the type of ponds, maybe you haven't even heard of them. Um, they're very popular over in Europe and Germany and kind of in those areas that they've been popular for some time and usual um, usually the US kind of lags behind maybe by 10 years and some of that stuff in the in the water garden and the aquarium industry um, although mm, you know that that gap has been lessened and it really probably depends on how you look at it but anyway recreation ponds they're here they're in the US now these type of ponds will definitely become a major competitor of the chemical based swimming pools that are installed these days. If you're building a recreational pond, which is going to be used, then it really needs to be big enough to swim in and to splash around in, uh, big enough to handle several adults comfortably, and big enough to feature jumping, diving, or basking spots. You know, you can really trick, them, trick those out. I suggest thinking along the lines of actual swimming pool dimensions, or better yet, go even bigger if you can. Recreational ponds are coming, baby. Can't wait to build mine. Um, so again, those are kind of the, the bigger, I would say, considerations. Scale and use. What we just talked about were scale and use. Some other considerations, the terrain. You know, your terrain can, of course, affect how big your pond can be. That needs to be considered. Get to know what might be below the ground where you're considering a project. You could start a project with all the due diligence boxes checked off, only to find out that you have bedrock in most of the area that you were planning for. Maybe the water table's really high. And always get a mark out done by your local utility company. They will come for free. It's a free service, and they mark out where gas lines are, electrical lines, all that kind of stuff. Call 811. Before you, call before you dig, 811. Um, but anyway, so terrain, those that can, uh, you know, kind of create some tricky issues for you. So that's something you need to think about and how big your pond can be. There's legal considerations. 
as much as I hate to say it, blah, I'm not into the legal stuff. <laughs> um, some legal considerations when it comes to deciding how big your pond should, should be. Don't overlook the legal stuff. It'll just come back to bite in the butt. Your city or town could have something to say. Maybe they won't. Ponds oftentimes are very much under the radar as far as codes and everything. But, um, you know, your city or town definitely could have something to say about it. Or maybe you have one of those neighbors who might have something to say about how big your pond can be. I don't like those neighbors. I had one. Had one, I say. Make sure you discreetly check out your town's website and zoning office to see if there are any ordinances or other hoops you might have to jump through, um, not only on the size of the pond, but on location as well. And, uh, you know, make sure that's part of your due diligence. So terrain, legal aspects, safety. Safety is, is always a consideration. Don't ever let me discount that. Um, in case I ever forget when I'm talking about other stuff, safety is always a consideration. It's very important with any water feature of any type. So take some time to think about how a water feature will impact those who have access to the feature. I personally, I don't consider the size of a feature any more or less of an issue in overall safety, but overall safety needs to be considered. Um, as I've been reminded many times, you know, somebody can drown in an inch of water or they can drown in several feet of water. So how big should it be? The answer to answer this question, you really need to understand what you're trying to accomplish when planning your pond. Get informed. Give it thought. You know, my company, um, when we're building ponds, we try to do it once. We try to do it right. We take the time to answer these questions um, when deciding how big your pond should be. It's always a matter of budget. But within your budget, what your budget will bear you need to answer at least the very basics of how much room do you have? How will the pond be used? If you can establish those parameters, you're on the way to making an informed decision on properly sizing your pond. I can't suggest strongly enough to contact your local pond professional, talk about any project you're considering. The input and feedback that they can offer you can potentially save you tons of time and definitely a lot of money. Every consultation will be worth every penny. Um, if you want me to refer someone to you, if you don't know anybody in your area, just reach out. I'll actually be very happy to help you. Um, I'm pretty networked with large, uh, you know, nationwide, with all sorts of contractors, even internationally. I can help you out. Email me, call me, send smoke signals, whatever you got to do. I'll be here. So let's recap this a little bit. When contemplating how big your pond should be, the boiled down major factors are budget scale, and use. Other factors are terrain, legal issues, and safety issues. Sorry, I just had to press a button on my phone. Um, and listening to this podcast, of course, is a great step in your decision-making process for how big your pond, water garden, or water feature should be. Do your due diligence on this. Do it once. Do it right. And thanks, everybody, so much for spending some time with me. This is the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. I appreciate being here with you to talk about all things aquatic. And, hey, I'm a Koi Pond and Water Garden Water Feature professional for 25 years now. 
My company is Full Service Aquatics. We're based out of Summit, New Jersey, but we take on projects just about anywhere. If you have a project you're considering, you need some advice, or maybe you just want to say, hey, don't be shy. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. My number is 908-277-6000. Super easy, 908-277-6000. And we can talk about anything you want, as long as it's in the pursuit of all things aquatic. As always, let me encourage you to get to know your local pond professional. I'm guessing that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a water feature, koi pond, water garden of some type in your life, or you're planning one. Getting to know your local pond pro can really make life a lot easier. Most of the pros I know were very, very happy to share their experience and knowledge with pond keepers. Reach out to them, get them on speed dial. Uh, I'm sure you'll be happy if you do. You can find more of the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes and other platforms are coming soon. You can also find them on YouTube. If you want to see some of my company's project videos on YouTube, go to the Pond Hunter channel. My website is fullserviceaquatics.com, also known as loveyourpond.com. And uh, on Facebook, you can look up Full Service Aquatics. My name is Mike Gannon. I look forward to hearing from you. Be good to each other, everybody. Share your pond keeping passion with those around you. We need more pond keepers in this world, as strange as that may sound. And if you enjoy this podcast, please share it. Let others know. I need your help to keep content like this coming out. Keep it pondy, everybody, and I'll see you next time on the next episode of the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. Thanks so much. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. That's right, everybody. Keeping it pondy. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for being here. Peace.